Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, sex monkeys. Hey, hi. Welcome to this week's show. It is the uh, exciting conclusion to the Struggling with Monogamy episode, a live show recorded in Washington, D.C. Um, we're just going to get right into it. Just be prepared that once uh, this, my little intro concludes, it's going to be a little like boop, 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 and then it's just going to get crazy real fast. It's going to get, get wild. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of fun at um, at the Pinch, this bar in D.C. It's cool, cool space. Um, I would say that people were excited. People were running. People basically punching each other, trying to get up to the mic to say things. And it was it was an an energetic, an energetic show. Um, so I am delighted, and I am touched that people are so excited to, to come out and, and, and be actively engaged in the subject matter. It's very exciting. Okay. Oh, you guys. Crazy monkeys. Uh, let's see. Thank you to everyone who came out to this show. I stuck around after. just because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stick around. I totally stuck around after because the bar ended up having a game night. And I learned to play a game called Bananagram with a couple of listeners. And it was really fun. So just in case you ever see a little zippered bag shaped like a banana, that is a very fun game. Good evening. Yes. Ah, okay. I just got back from Madison, Wisconsin and Chicago. Uh, shout out to anybody um, who came out um, to the Sex Out Loud University of Wisconsin at Madison uh, Amp Up Your Sex Life talk I gave there. It was wicked fun. More of that, please. Um, and whoever came out, whoever, <laughs> uh, for everyone who came out to my office hours at Buddy Guys over in Chicago, um, who came out to my Chicago worship, uh, Chicago worship, silly, Chicago workshop, um, I just had a great time. I also recorded a few wicked episodes while I was on the road, and I cannot wait for you to hear them in the weeks to come. Oh, and I am noticing something that I, I only just in this trip found out about, which is that... If I tell people during my speaking that I'm happy to take pictures with them, just let me know. Um, people take a lot of photos. So just so you know, if you ever, we ever run, you know, run across each other, I'm speaking, teaching, signing, whatever it is I'm doing. I'm happy to take a photo with you. Just ask. It's really, it's not a big deal. Um, and I'm just so touched that people want to take a photo of me. <laughs> it's just like, of course, what? Um, thank you for, for taking time. Uh, we're just people. We're just people figuring it all out together. Good times. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. The month of May is here, and I am excited. I'm going to go take a nap. I like those. Uh, enjoy this episode. I know I did. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. My no, problem, I told, my problem I is so jealousy. jealous. Okay. Oh, you don't, you don't even know how jealous I am. I'm, I'm crazy jealous. jealous. <laughs> I, if it's anything like me, then I do. I know it all, and it's bad. <laughs> See, but here's the thing. Jealousy is healthy. I mean, sometimes. you guys, I mean, I don't know if you know, but jealous. jealousy. You own the jealousy? Hey, 
you own like, the jealousy. You are. You get the award for most enthusiastic because you've been like, <laughs> you own the jealousy. Jealousy does feel bad, but also because we don't have tools to uh, process the jealousy. Okay. And so once you can go, oh, well, look at that. I'm jealous. Why am I jealous? And start digging into understanding your own jealousy yeah. and being able to communicate it. It's not, it's not such a big deal. I get jealousy all the time. Mm. And I think it's healthy to acknowledge that and be honest about it. Because I think so often we like to separate emotions into like good emotions and then bad. So if you're mad at your partner, you can't say you're mad. You just say nothing's wrong. But if you're mad, you can say I'm pissed off and this is why. Or if you feel jealous, you can say I feel jealous. It's like I think it's healthy to express emotions that people often say are bad or that we shouldn't really talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Someone felt something. Just grab it out. Um, um, yes. And that whole thing, like, nothing's wrong. Like, I definitely, I still do that. Oh I still, nothing's I wrong. Fine. And you know, you know by this face that something's wrong. I just don't feel like talking about it yet. So That's nothing's wrong yet. Some you know. pe- so, but some people need a minute or two to process. Right. Like, I'm also very impatient, and I want to solve everything right now. I'm not really good. Like when someone says, "I just need some time," I am like, "No, let's fix it right now, right now." And that's just me being selfish because I want to feel better, and I'm really not very good at giving other people space when they need it. So, uh, guys, I'm single. I'm available. Uh, <laughs> I have painted like the worst picture of myself, but I got these boots. <laughs> Wearing these boots. <laughs> it's enough for me. It's enough for me. Shit. Um, next question. I'm curious. Because uh, <laughs> I got plenty. I've got thousands of questions. But um, are you ready? I'm uh, ready. Her eyes are sparkling at me like I'm ready. Yeah, I know the way you said it. Next question. Next question. Yes. What are the benefits of monogamy? Subheading. I was listening to the Valentine's Day episode of This American Life recently, and yeah, some people. Oh yeah, that sweet man. Though I have to say, I was streaming it, and then I went away, and then they took it down, so I couldn't listen to the whole thing. I was like, no. But something that Ira Glass said was really interesting because he was talking to comedian Kurt Braunauer, who's also on the Nerdist Network. Oh God, I love him. He's great. I want him. I want him oh on my, my show God. soon. So we've been emailing. Say, I want to have his children. I'm gonna have his children. God, I love gonna, him so much. Uh, yeah, sorry, he's great. I made it weird. Yeah. Didn't I? I made it weird. <laughs> and he's super smart. I'm really into that. Um, so Kurt was talking about how he was in a monogamous relationship, and then they decided, and it's sort of a like the Amish tradition of having that year where the you, rum springer. Yes, that. But for Nailed non-monogamy, <laughs> and then they ended up. I mean, then it kind of went. Is he monogamous again? Is he I have no idea what his current life is. <laughs> call him up. I think. Okay. So go ahead. I'll, I'll, I will uh, send him a postcard about it. Um, so, oh, Ira Glass was like having an issue with this whole story. He's like, because to him, marriage is about security, that you don't have to keep looking. You know, for these monogamy, you're done. You don't have to worry about that shit anymore. And it's, there's something good about that, that you can just sort of just be comforted that like this is my person and I can be a total shithead and it's okay and someone said and get fat people do yeah people never never oh that sounds great come here come here you come on you know we're getting more testosterone on the stage again they love this well hello yes Hi. Hi. What's your name? Jeremy. I have a feeling that you have a Twitter handle. I we I might. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. What is it? Uh, what is it? At six E's. 
at the six E's. Well, okay, it's, we need to figure out the Twitter handle. We need handle. to figure out the Twitter handle. We, yeah, need, to get, we need to get our branding together. Yes, people. We did, definitely. <laughs> nice. Uh, you run a. I, I'm just totally outing you. Also, I'm that's sorry. A, totally I don't know fine. if you wanted to be outed. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, you're. Oh my god, wait. Oh my god, did I totally just out you? Are you anonymous? Oh, no, <gasps> don't look at his fine. face. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm now fine. It's totally okay. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on this question? With the benefits of monogamy? Yes, because you were yelling things about getting fat and giving up. Am I, and not having and, sex. Am I, and, and I know the Ira Glass thing about that security, and then you just took it there. I know. I, I, well, it's not fair because I don't, I don't see a lot of benefits in monogamy, quite okay. honestly, because I feel like people use it as a, um, an excuse because there's security in it. And so they kind of give up after they get in a relationship. Oh, I'm in a relationship now, so... I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, so I see that. Yes, Midwest. Eleanor. Um, Iowa. So I, I see a lot of I see a lot of people who get married and then turn into something completely different. Totally boring. Okay. Totally, yeah, totally boring. Totally boring. And they turn not everybody, not but there everybody. is a, a tendency to lose Kids. themselves in a relationship, and then suddenly, like the person I used to know is gone and replaced with this person that. Only puts up pictures of their kids on oh Facebook. Yeah, that never wants to go out no. and have a drink with me, and uh, loses themselves. So, I just I worry that monogamy is a crutch mm-hmm. rather than what really it should be is a committed, solid, happy, it, it functional relationship that's going to go on right. the distance. In theory, so. you're with someone who makes you better and not right stay home more. Right, yeah. but then but also there there isn't any jealousy. Like if I go out and flirt, then that person knows is strong enough in the relationship to know that I'm not going anywhere. I can go anywhere I want and like develop an appetite, but I'm going to go home right. to eat. Well, then that you. And so as long as that, <laughs> and so as long as that's there, then why would you? Well, then you know, using that logic, you could argue that marriage is very fear based because you're like, well, I don't want them to ever leave me, so let's wife them up. Well, and that is yeah, exactly what I'm saying. Which is, that which is, is large... obviously ridiculous because anyone can do anything at any fucking time. I, I, I don't. So why bother? It's so mo- much more expensive to break up when you're married. And that look was interesting, wasn't it? Like... Break it down, Tawana. What's yeah. going on? What's okay. going on? Couple do a whole fuck ton of things are going on in my body right now. I just yeah. don't know what to do with them all. You just leaned oh. back in a very scary way. <laughs> you were like, mm, let me get yeah, she did. No, a whole bunch of different things. One, I think we have to be careful to not equate monogamy with marriage. Not everybody wants marriage. That's and a good so point. That's good to kind of separate that out. And not every marriage that purports to be monogamous actually is. And so I think it's important to kind of like keep some of these things separate. Yeah. Yes. And then the other thing is. One of the other things is, how do we not know? Are the boots? What's going on? Oh, someone gave me a table. Why? Thank you oh, for my there drink. You there you go. Thank you oh, for thank so you for sweet. enabling me. They're thank like you. Appeared out of nowhere. Aw, you got the best audience ever. That's cool. We're a good but, team. Uh, so separate and apart from the keeping marriage yes. and monogamy separate and apart, um, is. How do we know that because monogamy is so shoved down our throats as like the way to be an adult relationship, that some of these people who are quote quote giving up and say, I'm just going to get fat, I'm going to stop fucking, I'm just going to put pictures of my kids up all the time because I don't like the way that I look and I don't want everybody looking at the way that I look and all these things. How do we know that some of those, how do we not know some of those people are ill-suited to monogamy but didn't know that there were any other options and so what's actually going on is depression that they feel trapped in this relationship. Uh, and so it could not necessarily... 
So that's something to that consider. That noise was depressing. That's something to Light consider. dawns upon Marblehead. I, I felt like yeah. it was Jurassic Park for a minute. <laughs> that's but a yeah. really good point. Oh, yeah, because I think sometimes we beat up monogamy like it's like, oh, monogamy is the cause. And it's like... the. <laughs> I think whenever we try and say that there's one model that works for everyone, be that heterosexuality, be that getting married, being the end-all, be-all for everyone, be that being in a monogamous relationship, be that living in the same city that you grew up when you feel like you're suffocating there, or whatever it is. It's like there's not one mold that fits everyone. And I see when people are, and I'll use the phrase, acting out in a sense and being very violent towards themselves and not treating themselves well, that's, to me, symptomatic of something deeper than just how they've chosen to pair up. And so I think monogamy and people who go into it, what we're seeing of, of this rejection of it and a lot of like, oh, if I get married, you know, the person I marry is going to turn into this boring human being and I'm going to be like, why did I ever marry them? And then we'll get divorced and I'll find myself 40 and like, how do I fucking date now with, with Tinder and OK Twitter, as Kevin Bacon called it, and all these things. Like, what the fuck do I do? It's like, if we were more open and said, how Ever you want to live your life as long as you're not hurting yourself and you're not hurting anyone else, yeah. go for it. How many more happy people would there be in the world? Like yeah. so many. Oh, Absolutely. one person is raising their hand. Okay. <laughs> is this a married couple tap out? Is that what's going on? You only get Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I can get the Twitter handle right. Ah, so. <laughs> the brains of the operation. Welcome to the stage. Welcome. You are even more gorgeous up front. Stop it. You're gorgeous. <laughs> You're gorgeous. Oh You're gorgeous. So I'm Lena. I am from Six uh, E's, and our Twitter handle, hand, Twitter handle is at the six s i x underscore e s. And I'm going to blow your mind, so be ready. You know who does monogamy really well? Who? Swingers. Thank you! (laughs) That is something I've never heard. What you said is beautiful, and I think that... So, swingers are relationship monogamous. And so we... And it's the... I'm saying we because I do self-identify as a swinger, and I'm not sure that Jeremy really does. He's more poly, but I think that... The way that and he's vegan and gluten free. <laughs> he yes, is a free range banger. And I'm I'm sorry, I am owning my swinger thing because I like to fuck other people. And but I am not really into I am in love with him. He okay, is my so, partner. So I go home stupid to him. question, even though I think I know the answer. Obviously polyamorous people have uh, feelings for multiple individuals and a swinger just fucks other people and you're in love with Jeremy with Pearl that Jam is, over here. That is how people view us, but I would say that Nailed saying it. that swingers don't have feelings for the people well, they fuck is you know maybe I mean? like, a little oversimplification, but yes, okay. sure. But like just well, I mean, just to, for me, but just no, you to want try clarification. To, yeah, I just want yes. clarification. Mean, I appreciate you asking that. Sorry, I, think I just want to make sure I'm. Swingers get looked down upon as less than because we oh, by you're who? just about it for the fuck, so you're less than. But do you know the amount of communication it takes to come home? to Are someone you swinging and tell with the same people that? all the time? No, I guess you know, I'm getting lost. I think, don't, okay. okay, I think what happens sometimes is, is we're se- yeah, we're sex educators and we sit throw around terms like yes. swingers or polyamorous or cisgender or whatever, and people are like, 
what the fuck yeah, is going on? Yeah, it's heteronormative. So can you explain what swingers... So, at least for yeah, you. Like swingers. Because there's what people think are swingers are the like skeevy guy from the I'm just the thinking 70s a key party. Like a key but party. Like a key I think party. How I think of swingers are people that are essentially monogamous. They live with one partner. They are in love with one partner. But they do have a... They're sexually social. So... They can go Ooh. to a party and sleep with other people, and it's okay. And there are varying levels of you can get a quote-unquote hall pass, which is permission to go sleep Saw with someone movie. else without mm-hmm. your partner. There are all sorts of terms. It's a whole dictionary that's probably outside the scope of your monogamous conversation. But still, it's still juicy. I'm enjoying the <laughs> ballad. I mean, I, mean, I like because... So often there'll be an episode, and then every little thing someone mentions, I'm like, "Well, that's another episode, and that's another episode." Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, I was going to do this for a couple of years. Apparently, I'm going to be like Dr. Ruth and just like still doing this <laughs> decades from now. I hope you guys stay tuned. This is going to be a lot. That's like 80 so years like, from now, dude. So I get that it's like they're all valid topics on their own, but I yes. mean, this is lovely. So um, you wanted to switch out with him. Um, and you said, I mean, I've never heard that before. Swingers do monogamy really well. They um, do monogamy because you come home and you're able to tell your partner exactly what you did with someone else. Like, but, yes. So it's the communication skills, it sounds like. Yes, and it's dealing with all the things that you're talking about, Jen. Like the, the who, because you, in order to part from your partner to have a connection, a physical connection with someone else, you have to own your shit and you have to be okay with being mm-hmm. alone. Because in that moment that... Even if your partner's just giving that person a blowjob, you're still all by you're yourself. You're still by yourself. So you've it's got true. to Dude, be able to Dude, that is the worst. That. He just went out and did a thing the other night, and yes. I just sat alone in my apartment yes. and pictured it for eight hours. <laughs> It yeah, was a long fucking job. brutal. Long job. It was oh. fucking brutal. Well, eight hours. I just pictured her getting all the goods, and it was yes. bad. So you're right. That's that so. is the way you have to. I'd like to be at that place. It does. It makes us very good at communication, and there are. So then, it's easy to talk about the mortgage. It's easy to talk about who's <laughs> going to take out the fucking garbage because I've already dealt with all the hard shit. So. It, I'm sorry, I'm swearing a lot on your show. It's okay, you're fucking allowed. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to say that, like, you really triggered something in me that, like, God damn it, I am monogamous. Like, yeah. so I think that, and that's what we're trying to do at the Six E's is really give people those tools, whether they choose to sleep with someone or not. It's more about the tools of being monogamous and doing it well and staying thin and pretty and hot and fucking well. Your own partner. I think those are all aspects yeah. of. So, anyway, I just wanted to give a holler to the swingers. Oh, oh, man. We do this well. <laughs> Absolutely. I also just, I mean, we don't need to get in, we don't need, we can't really have, we don't have time to get into it, but because when I heard the six E's, da 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 I was like, I don't know what that, what? And then I looked it up, I was like, oh, cool, like on your yeah. card. So can you just, can you, do you actually have it memorized what the six E's are? I don't are? have it memorized. God oh, give me the mic. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like, but it's education, enticement, enhance, uh, experience. What's the other one? <laughs> anyway, we have cards. We can share. Okay. So. Cool. Thanks. I'm just going to be guessing the next yeah, two. Yeah, branding. From, awful. Uh, well, no. I mean, it's good. I just... It's, it's a, I was going to tell... I was going to call myself at the beginning of becoming a sex educator, Saucy Sassy Sandy. And then in a couple of... And then a couple of uh, blowjob classes where I'm like, yeah, and you guys can find out more. It's Sassy San- Saucy San- Sa- Sandra. 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 And I was like, screw that. This, clearly, this is not working. So it's, it can be difficult. So 
Um, Jeremy brought up some good points about um, giving up and and uh, <laughs> partnership becoming some good. He's all for it. Partnership <laughs> becoming the end. Um, when I wish now, I think this is a cultural change that needs to happen. But that partnership is the beginning. It's the beginning of, of a journey. And it's the beginning of a lot of growth. And people who... See, that's the thing. Oh, like um, one of the... A wonderful guy in the back had told me about this episode, uh, this article that just came out on The Atlantic called A Million First Dates. And the story at the beginning is about this guy who was just dating and dating. And then... Oh, he's coming up here. He's coming up here. And then... Clap him up. He's, he's making the round. And then the guy who, in the beginning of the article, hello, I'm telling about the article you told me. Hi, what's your name? Uh, Scott. Scott. Scott told me about this article. That he is relieved to be in a relationship so he doesn't have to keep looking. And then, like, and then the whole article is about how online dating may be ruining relationships because you know that there are so many more perceived options outside of your relationship, so why would you stay in that? Because you could find something better. (gasps) And you told me, Steve? Scott. Scott. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too much. Sorry. Yeah, I need to stop with the cranberry vodka. All we've been and you told me at time. the conference that uh, this would change the game on my episode. You're like, if you're covering monogamy, oh, you have to read this. <laughs> well, it was interesting. So, uh, well, the, my main takeaway from the article was, I don't know if anybody's read uh, The Paradox of Choice, um, but, the, sorry, um, but uh, the author of The Paradox of Choice was mentioned in the article, as, and he was talking about how, as a society, we seem to think that just having more options, the value of that is just self-evident. It's just obviously better. Um, but he was making the argument that having more options can potentially dilute the value of each one of those options because um, the more options you have, the more it detracts from the one you pick because you have more alternatives to think about. And... And he was talking about how the primary um, uh, factor and one of the primary factors of relationship satisfaction is that uh, perceived quality of alternative options, as he mentioned. Um, and so that maybe we need to uh, be a little bit more thoughtful about, hey, you know. A little more picky, oh. you mean. A little, right. Slightly more picky than not just. Yeah. And I mean, as, and as I'm listening to you guys talk up here, I'm just struck by it seems like there's like two forces that are kind of pulling at us. Like Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's what it's always comes, comes back to that, I think. Star Wars. <laughs> on, on one hand, it's very natural for you or your partner um, to be attracted to others. Nobody's going to argue that, even people who will staunchly you know, advocate monogamy. Um, but it's also very natural to be jealous and feel inadequate and insecure, as both of you mentioned um, when they do pursue other uh, sexual partners. And it just makes me feel like it's one of those just fundamental contradictions that just ensure we'll always be striving for something else, we'll never be settled. And it just reminds me of that uh, Chris Rock bit. Oh. Where he says, <laughs> he says, you're either single yeah, you're and lonely yeah. or married and born. Ain't no happiness nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've been waiting your entire life to be able to say that into a microphone. I, and, <laughs> I, can, I give it a little thought. Can we give him a hand applause? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I just think of... Oh, I, I, apparently, 
Apparently, oh, you don't need a stick of your. Okay, what are you feeling? What are you? How are you feeling? What are you well, doing? What's going on? I, when we started talking about online dating, I had to come up because I'm an online dating coach. Wait, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. All the online dating sources, even Tinder. So I'm a, I'm more of a consultant. So if you want to do online stop dating, it. I will make you do it better. Wait a minute. If you saw my profile, you would be like, she's got it all. Uh, but. <laughs> My current my current Tinder profile, a my bio that. just says I've been to jail a bunch of times. <laughs> because that I have. That is really funny. I don't care. So, so I'm I'm a se- wait, okay. I'm the selling point. <laughs> <laughs> on what topic are you wanting to speak on right now? The last one about too many choices. Too many okay. fish in the sea. Because that is the that to me screams of why people may be distracted from staying in a relationship and building that and wanting to go out and see the other choices. So yes, exactly. speak onward. So people come to me all the time and want a relationship and then I'll help them with online dating. They'll go out on a bunch of dates with different people and then say, well, well, let, well I'll keep going on dates. Let me just keep seeing. And I think, I mean, to what you said before, I think we get all of this. I have two feelings on that because I think we have a lot of societal pressure. You know, are you married? Are you? People ask me all the time if I'm married. I'm not married. Leave me alone. I don't want to be married. Right. You know, and that's okay. So um, you're gonna so. get married? <laughs> it's just especially in my job, and I. It's funny. I was in a long term relationship with someone I met online and it didn't work out and that was what prompted me to take a step back and think about what I actually wanted and I was in that relationship because perfect on paper I thought we were going to have the two kids and the this and the that and I finally took a step back and realized I have no idea what I want right now and that's okay so it's interesting when I see it in clients because most of them come to me wanting this thing this thing this thing this relationship and I try to encourage them to take a step back. And it's funny. I can tell when they're ready for that, when they don't ask to, for more dates. And when they're, when they're not ready for that, they keep wanting to go on the more dates, more choices. Grass is greener. Grass is greener. And a lot of people aren't taking a step back to figure out what the heck they want first. Wait, are you saying that after a person has gone on a couple dates, they're, if they are ready for relationships, they'll be like, I got this. But yeah. Yeah. But you're so you're saying that the difference. Wait, that doesn't that doesn't make sense. I, what if well, make sense? That doesn't make what sense because there are some people like me. Like I'm so like desperate. Like it's too different. I'm, like, I'll latch on to any anything, and I shouldn't be trusted. I should really. <laughs> Too. I'm, I'm totally a will, yeah, I'm slowly. saying two to- totally different things. I see okay. both. I see both sides of it. I see it from my own personal side, which is I finally took a step back and realized, okay, I don't have to be in a relationship if I don't want to be. And then I see clients come to me, some of whom are like, "Get me in this relationship. Must get married." And then I see the others who do you ever love talk to choice. them about why they think that way? And I I'm do. sure this is another episode too, and I don't want to get down the rabbit hole. But I would be like, let's talk about why you feel like this is going to solve all your problems. Well, I do, and talk then about that. we'll write your your awesome. <laughs> bio for your online dating thing and all the books you like and all the music you listen to I really wish I, I really I know we can't do this now I need to know what you do exactly after the okay, show I want you to tell me <laughs> what's your I want what's you to your, tell me what you do I'm fascinated by this concept what's your of website coaching or, online dating sites. it's called a little nudge I tweeted you that I was coming ah oh, sweetie <laughs> and here you are here I am way to follow through thanks nice thank you <laughs> I think she makes up a good point, too, about like relationships and things like that. Too often, especially in monogamy, we see being in a relationship as success. You know, like, why aren't you married? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you? Like, obviously, you're dating because you're looking for that success. And if you haven't found it, something's wrong. And I think that's something. Well, that can I say that even that. nowadays, things have changed in the sense that the, the name, like, the game has changed. No longer is it like, I got to get married to have kids. Like, you can just have them. <laughs> 
we don't I've seen to, every episode to, of Teen Mom. Have you have can have them whenever you want. In, yeah, and we don't have but to like bubble the, kids in with relationships. Right, but I just think like, it's weird. I just think it's weird that even nowadays there are still people out there who think that that's like the dynamic. Like, let me get married. Let me have kids. Well, like, I mean, so I wish we could. So I wish that some people could just break their brains out of that weird, like marriage. Yeah, and when we marriage, say marriage, that doesn't mean kids. Oh, I know. Tons of people. Marry without kids and things like that. So these are all separate right. things. Right. So like, yeah. Yeah, we're conflating a lot yeah, of stuff. Has nothing Sorry. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, like, yeah, gonna exactly. name this the mar- uh, monogamy conflation episode. Sorry, guys. Which is marriage, kids, and everything. <laughs> because it's true. It's uh, one thing that bugs me about all this is like when we talk about like it's funny. Um, this is so Brene Brown right now. Um, she's the person who's all about vulnerability. On the, the never mind. Um, <laughs> is um, that when I, I bring up. The benefits of of monogamy, I suddenly get like no, like <laughs> just like no, and then like all these other things, and it's like, well, truly, security feels good. I like feeling secure and safe and warm and cozy. I, I have Tempur-Pedic everything. Like I really <laughs> like cozy, and it's ah, uh, the benefits of monogamy seem to be that you have like a teammate, you know, like team yeah. fun. Like where it, it it feels like outside of that, so many people feel like it's just chaos for days, for years, it's just chaos. Yeah. Like, can we at least have this safe cove, just like here, okay, just a well, place you know, to rest? What I think happens is that once upon a time, uh, your friends fulfilled that particular uh, like like, and then everyone started getting married. At least for me, I felt very like abandoned by everyone. Suddenly, it was. I can't. I have to spend time with my husband tonight, and I was like, "Don't you guys live together?" I don't understand. This is why I know I'm not programmed for marriage because I don't get it. My friends will say things like, "Well, I haven't, I haven't seen my wife in two days." I'm like, "But you live together. Sure, you have. You've seen each other. What are you fucking talking about?" And that's when I know I'm not programmed for that. But eventually, when people start pairing off, like in a perfect world, I wish that we could still be friends and I could have like a person. Like I don't need a one person. I'm very afraid of dying alone. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, really? I don't want to be alone. At the, I mean, I don't have a lot of family. So once my mom dies, that's it, you guys. That's it. I'm in the market for some new uh, moms. But like, what? I have like a, I have like a really small family. So I have like a fear in the back of my mind a, a lot of just being alone someday. But I oh. certainly don't want to be in a monogamous relationship because of that fear. I know I'll be alone someday. I just don't care. I don't know. I just, it'll be no, nice man. and quiet I don't know. finally. Do you have a big family? Because you might not really no, know. No, really. I don't have a big family. No. Then I will be yeah, at your bedside yeah. when you're dying. I just, I don't know. What. I figure, I mean, we all, <laughs> I'm about to say something so dark. <laughs> I'm about to say something so dark. We all die alone. I mean, well, really. We do. Right down to we it. do. Unless, except, except for The Notebook. That movie, they died at the same time. Uh, well, actually. I didn't, I haven't seen that it book. yet. <laughs> blew that totally realistic <laughs> ending of two people dying together simultaneously. I, um, oh. New um, visitor, yay. Hi. Oh, hi. So, um, I've been listening to what everyone is saying, and you got so you too. keep asking, like, what are the benefits of monogamy? And everyone seems to be saying, ugh, screw monogamy, it sucks. Like, it's for lame people. Good I voice. know you're not, sweetie. Bless your soul. Um, I'm not saying that. I just think I'm incapable. I would love to be a person who could do it, but I just think it's not in my heart. But I don't, well, I don't, I've, I've, I don't begrudge anyone else. Well, I think that mm, people that are anti-monogamy for others mm-hmm. um, are of the point of view that like, like what someone else was saying earlier about how when you're in a monogamous relationship, you become this like boring person devoid of personality. And I think that happens because 
so many people enter into monogamous relationships expecting that the other person is going to make them a better person. Mm -hmm. And so they completely lose themselves in this other person to become better. And Mm -hmm. then they become like obsessed with like posting pictures of their kids or like becoming a we. And I'm like, who has taken over your body? You know? And I think that that is the big problem with like why monogamy is bad. Thank yeah. you. That Thank is you. great. You're welcome. Yeah. Yes, Thomas. it is. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, that definitely strikes me. I love that because, um, like, I've been in so many monogamous relationships. I, I, I feel like I need a varsity letter about it. Like, it's just it gets <laughs> big a lot. Like, oh, that'd be a fun. Deb- a big M. Big old yeah, M. Big, big old M. scarlet M, M on your chest. Yeah, I feel like I graduated at some point. Um, <laughs> but. Like in a lot of my relationships, I and now reading over like feminist blogging and stuff, I'm like, oh, I was pixie dream, whatever manic, manic pixie, pixie dream, dream girl. girl. Like I played that Jesus. role in so many. You were Zoe relationships. <laughs> I mean, in that like, and so the people I was dating would grow a lot, and then I would just find that, that safety and sort of from from the storm in yeah. those relationships. And there's lots of I mean, there's, that's oversimplifying the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you bring up in terms of like just that this other person will make you better. Yeah. Like, and I've, I've definitely experienced that. And I think that's where a lot of the problems in monogamous relationships come up, like with the keeping, keeping secrets or like not being honest about, Hey, you know, I had a crush on this, uh, girl in the bake shop today, you know, because you're scared of telling your partner about it because you kind of probably, if you're spending a lot of time with this person, you kind of probably have figured out what their insecurities are and that they like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and then that I think is where like the guilt and the, I can't tell you this. And yeah. then all the destroying of your love happens. Whereas if you are a secure person in yourself and you're like, you know, not to quote girls, but like, I just want somebody that thinks I'm really cool and wants to hang out with me all the time and just sleep with just me. I think that's the best definition of a monogamous relationship because you should feel that way about the other person too and be like, yeah, let's like sleep only with each other and like hang out with each other because I'm a secure person and you're a secure person and I want to grow with you. I don't want you to like make me a better person. I want to be better with you. I don't want you to improve me. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely like a chameleon in a relationship. (laughs) I will... I will pick up your interest so fucking fast. <laughs> it's it's bonkers. The kid that I was with loves records. I got records now, and I'm like, I didn't, that's not me. I watch Back to the Future every week. That's me. I have a fucking Back to the Future tattoo. Oh my but who god, wants where? To do that? Right here. It's the clock tower. Oh. Um, but I. I didn't I, see that in the porn. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. Did you? The second one just came out on Friday. It might be out on that one. Um, we did it the same day. I didn't like make anyway. Um, but but I definitely like I definitely do that. I will get that's and that's my problem. I I also have a tendency to think that my interests are rather stupid. And why would anyone? God, I am the oh, God, therapy is there a therapist time. here. Therapy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And we should hang out so I can like you know so but like, you can but tell But that's me all what I problems. do. Like I will like just like kind of absorb like like I like absorb myself into you and I like I Eminem style lose myself. And, um, <laughs> and this but is not in the music. Yeah, just and in that's the monogamy. bad. Yeah. And that's you're you're making a very I'm good point. Now. <laughs> Thank this you very much. This Thank has you. been. <laughs> this has been like the most 
cathartic experience for me. I love well, cool. you. I love you. I love all of you. This is like See, very, uh, I'm getting a little emotional, not going to lie. It's a healing space. It's a healing space. We try and create a safe space. We all really just need to like, you know, process some things. Um, but this brings up some great things about, um, it's the conflation of, of relationships, like enmeshment and codependence oh, and, and all of these, what I think of as absence of skills where we just sort of go on default of what we got in our childhood in terms of training and lack of training around uh, relationships. And then we go and then we follow the uh, dominant paradigm of monogamy and then all that stuff feeds into it. And so we're in these relationships that, I mean, monogamy itself, I don't think, like, I feel like now that I have all these skills, I could be monogamous and I could just choose that and it would be okay. Like, I would be okay. But then, of course, I mean, I'll figure out my own stuff. We don't need to figure out that. But, like, I feel like the person that I was before I went on the whole sex educator, learning all the things, going to all the conferences, talking to all the people, path, like, I was really bad at monogamy. And now I realize I could be really good at it. I am a completely different person. And I wish that every person who wanted, you know, because if somebody's asexual and does not crave relationships and just is like, I'm just going to be awesome and have my friends, et cetera, which is rad, but if you want to be in relationships, I just feel like there's like a certain amount of skills that we all need. And then instead of blaming monogamy for them, because like I was blaming monogamy for a lot, but truly it was just that I was really bad at relationships. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? You, you could argue that you just needed the practice, and that's why you had to go and be in all these different situations. And so I that practiced. You, you, honey, <laughs> you passed that test many times. So, I mean, that's, that, that's, there's a good argument for that. Like, to under, like, it's weird to try to convince your brain that in order to understand monogamy, you have to not be monogamous. That's a very foreign concept. And I want to do that. I want to just be not a possessive piece of shit. <laughs> so, um, I'm having sex with everybody in this room tonight. Um, no. Um, what do you no. Get so but we're, it's, it's we're, a good lesson. We're learn. running out of time. I mean, you know, there'll be plenty of hanging out after if you want to stick around. Like, I'm totally going to still be here. Um, and we can, like, totally figure it all out. But I have, I have one more thing I wanted to talk about, um, which is the perception of monogamy versus other types of relationship styles. Because this, um, this paper came out with several studies within it called F- The Fewer the Merrier? Question mark. Um, and I emailed one of the researchers uh, to send me the uh, the piece because I was like, I need to read this. It's uh, Conley, Moores, Matzik, and Ziegler did uh, this series of research, and it was all about the, I don't know if you heard about this, the, the halo effect. It turns out that uh, people's perceptions of monogamy versus other relationships are consensual non-monogamy to kind of group everything else together. That there's a perception that if you're in a monogamous relationship, you are better at um, STD prevention, that you're better at uh, being comforting to your par- uh, your partner, that you're going to create a safer space for them. Everyone's like falls. Yeah. Um, Everybody here has. And STDs. I'm looking. I'm looking at my phone, but I'm just looking at my notes. <laughs> Um, yeah, like there's just, it's so much better on so many levels. Like, uh, and oh, and, and things that are completely, uh, irrelevant. Like you're better at daily dog walking. What? If you're monogamous, turns out. Because you're good at commitment. You're going to commit yourself to a a dog walk every day. If you have the same partner. For a long time, like all kinds. Of that wasn't in here, but I'm sure. I'm These sure. Types of things, so can. It's uh, you're better at uh, encouraging people to take their multivitamin. 
pay, paying your taxes yeah. on time. Well, that's probably true, actually. And what I thought was the most interesting, flossing. <laughs> Again, you know what? This all, this all comes down to a, uh, committing yourself to, uh, to, an act, to an activity that you don't normally like. You know, that's actually... <laughs> No, that's actually really interesting because uh, three of four of those, three out of four of those were daily activities. That's yeah, really interesting. Yeah, it's just all about commitment. If you're the kind of person that can commit yourself to something, then you're going to floss, you're going to walk your goddamn dog, and you're uh, going to get married, I guess. I uh, this study also requests that we need more studies to see if that perception actually reflects something that is true or not because we actually don't have much research to see if that is actually a real thing. I have a feeling it's probably not going to be a real thing, but, you know, it's just it's a thing that's out there. Um, I have a scientist in the room. I would love to invite you up here. Petty, are you, do you feel like coming up here? Yay! Hi. I love his oh, accent. Look at that shirt. That is a fucking shirt. <laughs> so I just met uh, Pere. Um, what's your full name? Estupiña. Estupiña. Who's that? How you said that? Estupiña. Estupiña. Ah, you said it quite well. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So he just... So you are a um, journalist. Yeah. And you you live in New York, but you uh, are from Barcelona, right? Yes, exactly. And you just wrote a book uh, recently. This book. Sex Squared? (laughs) S equals... I seen formula, but like sex. S equals X squared. Like AMC square, the relativity of Einstein. Yes, and, and S, <laughs> S stands for orgasm, then E stands I'm, for I, girls. I, I think I'm a bit nerdier than you. <laughs> okay. Does, wait, does this, because it's S equals EX squared, is that actually, did you actually work out an equation? Or is that... No, no, no. Oh, okay, no, I was curious. Just a bunch of clever words. No, what I was play. thinking, when you were talking about monogamy, I was thinking that there is these two kinds of monogamy. You've, okay. you've always been talking about monogamy as just one thing. And, I mean, in a topic like this, you need to refer to evolutionary psychology, a bit at least, no? And talk about these two concepts of social monogamy and sexual monogamy. There are a lot of species that have social monogamy. When, and when do you have social monogamy? When you have offsprings that needs both parents. And this happens in birds, for example. Someone needs to go to hunt and get some food, but someone to take uh, care of the kids. So then they develop this social monogamy. Mm-hmm. But there are no sexual monogamy. No. No, 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 no. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, we could say that they love each other, but they cheat constantly. They are like swingers. <laughs> they, they, so there is no single species on Earth that are sexually monogamous, only some some humans. I thought no, gibbons were sexually monogamous, no? No, 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 no. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, I thought no, they, they were. Have... I guess the sexual monogamy, are you talking like literally one partner your whole life would be your opinion? Like when, exactly. you, when you say humans aren't sexual monogamous, you're saying because we're not, some some people are only have only fucked one person their whole life, but it, though everyone else mostly has had at least one other sexual partner. Yeah, well, but, but the, the thing is that we take decisions, that's an, another important point. When we take decisions, it's not only because what we feel in that moment. Is also because what we think that will happen in the future and the things that we know that happened in the past. So it's not only... We don't act like animals that we have this instinct and we react in a way that... In what we are feeling right now, in, in that moment, that we think like we feel like cheating or we feel like having sex with this other animal. 
<laughs> no, so we, we that, same that's species. Why it's more, more, more complex because we, we, in fact, when we fall in love, it, that's very instinctive. So mm-hmm. it's not the same to. That's in English is more complicated for me, no? But it's not the same <laughs> to to be in love than to love someone, no? Mm-hmm. When you, when you are in love, that's very instinctive. That's a very deep uh, mm-hmm. feeling, and you're feeling jealous. You want that person, and. There we could talk about the concept of emotional monogamy, mm-hmm. when it's very difficult to be in love with two persons at the same time. When is you it? Are, it's very difficult to is be... Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. And there are anthropologists, uh, there are very and many anthropologists studying these this things. I'm really huh? good at that. And, and being oh, in love with, those, with two people at the same time. Yeah, people are. That doesn't show that. <laughs> Fine. No, no, no. But um, so, But then love in a relationship, it's not... You love someone. It's not that you are in love in that like this first moment of the relationship. It's also about the projections you make in the future and the the memories that you have from the past. Mm-hmm. So it's more complex than that. Mm. Okay, so you brought up emotional monogamy, sexual monogamy, and social monogamy. So we are uh, instinctively our our emotions don't make us at all sexual monogamous. A bit, if you compare with other primates and also a bit social monogamist and no emotional monogamist. What? (laughs) (laughs) We're not sexually monogamous. We tend to be emotionally monogamous because it's hard to fall in love with two people at once. And there's some discussion to to, to which point we are uh, social monogamous or not. There are several authors... Uh, defending different points in social monogamy I think of as when I'm just like I realize I've got this new habit where I just poke at people's legs when I'm talking I'm like why am I doing that that's really invasive um social monogamy I think of is how the people in your social group perceive your relationship like you're socially you are and you're gonna build a family together like you're a team the definition of social monogamy is uh so having a relationship, with, I mean, we, it's it's a so it, it etologists that talk about this, no? But social monogamy is is being a couple, so taking care of the offspring together, like or, walking through life or, or together, collaborating with, uh, sharing things, and yeah, in a human version, it would be this, yeah. It's like activities, just doing activities, but raising even that, kids. Like- but even that means different things to different sharing people. Sharing your life. Huh? Like, even that means different things to different people. Like, when you say socially monogamous, there are couples that live together, they cohabit, there are couples that don't, there are people, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, and so talking about general terms, I mean, things. we scientists he's like calling, talk about He's saying that humans are fucking weirdos. We're the only ones that do, <laughs> at the end of, of the course. day, we're the only ones that do these, we, we make it so much more complicated than it needs to be. I wish we were all birds. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, oh, we right, just we do. Because you're saying that there's absolutely no species found yet in the animal kingdom other than humans that is no. sexually monogamous. When you analyze the DNA of some offsprings of uh, social monogamy species, you find different fathers. Okay. Yes. So there are different different DNA there. So when someone is going to look for food. To Someone swept in. It makes a lot of sense. He was like, "Damn, I just went to the store. I just went to the store, and I came yeah, out, what? and you had what? a baby with somebody else. I just went to get some milk." Okay. It's happening. So, so we haven't found where the genes match the parents that are raising those kids. That not that has not been found anywhere. That's what I'm asking. The, the genes again. 
The, have, have, are there any species in the world that are sexually monogamous? No, 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 no. Okay, no, okay, no. okay, okay. At least mammals, maybe mammals. some insects, insects, maybe. Insects, well, technically, yeah, what are, you know, technically, an animal that can like procreate on its own is pretty monogamous. <laughs> Huh. Nailed it. <laughs> I've seen Jurassic Park. I know what's up. Those They had babies all on their own. <laughs> Monogamous with yourself. Okay, er- earthworms. Sorry. Oh, just, just forget about the earthworms. Yes. Everybody else. How are you doing? Good, good. You, you've, you wrote a book on sexuality. It, yeah. it hasn't been translated into English yet because it's in Spanish right now, right? I'm thinking about translating it, but as you might understand. <laughs> We might we might need somebody else to help translate, um, but but you have a history of of science research, right? Like you you're a journalist, but yeah, did yeah, you yeah. also? Yeah, my biochemistry. I've written a lot about science about science, different aspects of science. But then I met this this researcher in in a in a conference on neuroscience that was a few years ago, and in fact it was here in in Washington D.C. that who was stimulating the clitoris of the rats. He was stim- the clitoris the, the rats. He was so stimulating was, the clit of the yeah, rats. Yeah, it was in, in this. Oh, so they what could find they a clitoris on a rat. Okay, but mm, didn't know where it was on anybody else. Likely story. And no, this, this I, changed I, your I life? This just changed? That changed my life. I, I, I was shocked, I, as shocked as you. So I was walking through this uh, conference of neuroscience and I saw the posters uh, with the title Clitoral Stimulation in Rats what? Induces false Activity in the Brain. Wow. Uh, Rudy says what kind of activity in the brain? Uh, FOS. This is a protein called FOS. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, 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 um, it, it's used to measure the, what, what parts of, uh, of the brain were active because you, in fact, right. kill the rat. But, oh, but that's God. <laughs> so I, I approached her and said, uh, I'm a science journalist. Uh, do you stimulate the clitoris of the rats? Uh, she said, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> how, 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 you, how you do that? Uh, uh, she said, with a brush. Like a toothbrush? I, I, she said, uh, sh- short repetitions every five seconds because this is the way how rats copulate. Like, oh, ah, like, and stop. Six, 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 and stop. So that sounds pleasant. And, and, and am I talking too much or no? No, I'm not saying, I mean, no. I, I, you're great. No, and, 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 and I ask her, why, why you, why you do that? It's like, <laughs> hey, we researchers, we study all the. the the functions of the human body. Why not study sexual function? And in fact, rats are okay. very interesting because sexual function is very well preserved, evolutionarily speaking. So reproduction is something basic, so it hasn't changed so much. The neurophysiology, of course, the, the behavior is different, but the neurophysiology of, of, of our body related to sexual function hasn't changed so much. And rats, in fact, we humans are very different, very, 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 very weird, because all animals except Humans, the females only want to have sex when they're ovulating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. No, we yeah, just want to do it all the time. That is, why, why, yeah. Why, why yeah. do you want to have sex when you're not ovulating? So does that mean that we're angry at you? Does that does that mean? I mean, I'm, obviously you're stimulating the clitoris of the rats. Are they having orgasms? Because I think ah, part of the funny. reason why we have sex, obviously outside of ovulation, is because we're enjoying it. So. Are they not enjoying sex? Is it just purely functional? Is my question. They only enjoy sex when they're ovulating. Oh, that's it. Then it's that's but why they're not doing it know? any that's other a, time. That was the question of the researcher. How they know? They know. I know uh, when I'm ovulating. Uh, 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 but they, 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 <laughs> yeah, you know that. But and they know it also. But but how they they are not counting. Like now I'm ovulating. I'm now not ovulating. So they have this inner 
chemistry yeah. telling them now you are aroused. So what she was doing is giving, removing the ovaries, giving oh, different combinations of and, hormones to the rat, what happens. stimulating the clitoris yeah. and seeing when they like it. Yes. So what she was trying to study is what hormones are key to the sexual desire. And she's saying, I'm oh. sure this plays a role with yeah. female sexual because desire Because you know too. what? What's, I guess you do still so, need the clitoris. Because I was going to so say. So I thought that's very interesting. So I have to write a book about that. <laughs> that's and that changed your life and now you wrote a book and we're so happy. There, there was and you have a t-shirt. There, there was another thing that changed my life before. Yeah. Pu- oh, yeah. Pupil, pupil dilatation during orgasm. Wait, what? What about my eye? What Pu- do you say? Pupil dilatation during orgasm. Oh, pupil dilation. Yeah. Dilation. Okay. Oh, dilation during orgasm. So a few months after this... No, no, that's totally true. Huh? A, few, a few months after... Makes you monogamous. No, I, I was no, just no. guessing where we're going. Well, it was this moment that I realized that someone was having... Uh, was dilating her pupils when she was having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, why is this happening? No, why pupils dilate during orgasm? And I call this this girl, this researcher that I had the met, rat girl, the rat girl. Okay. Uh, because she was she was researching sexuality. And she said, "Talk to my boss," and I interviewed her boss and his boss, and, she, and he was saying, "No, that's the sympathetic nervous system activation." Oh. So we, uh, as a species, all animals, we are ready now. We are kind of quiet here. No, our body is functioning basically. Um, under the the um, the parasympathetic nervous system. Right, we're really relaxed yeah. right now, but sympathetic relaxed. is your fight or flight. You get it excited. Something happens suddenly in this room, and we need to escape. We need to activate the sympathetic nervous system to send glucose to the muscles, fl- uh, blood to the um, to other parts of the body, and deal and. Oh, you're taking more light yeah, in case exactly. you need to fight in the dark, exactly. like ninjas. <laughs> Is that really that's it? one of the reactions, and that's also why you lose direction. At least men lose direction after the ejaculation so they because can run. Because no, the fight, because the fight is, is over. a moment where you activate the sympathetic nervous system. Oh wait. Is, orgasm is when you activate the sympathetic... Or, uh, okay. In, during the orgasm, there is this sympathetic nervous system activation. Okay. So all these things happen. One is that you dilate the, the pupils. Okay. But also, blood is going to the muscles, to the places that you need to escape. And that's why we lose their direction. So there were all these things about the understanding of how the body works during during sexual relationships that I made a bit some research about this mm. and I end anything? up writing the book um, having an orgasm uh. having an orgasm <laughs> and having an orgasm we're now going to- I, I, I like that you basically shared the story of you becoming a sex nerd yeah. that's basically <laughs> no you're like I need to learn more about this you know I'm like, oh my god, that's so great. And it turned into a career. I love it. Um, thank you so much for coming out. Um, Twana, where can people find you out in the world? Funkybrownchick.com. Um, if, yeah, that's my site. <laughs> Truth and advertising. And so uh, you can find anything that I'm doing. I have a show actually coming to Capital Fringe this summer called... Yes! 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 It's called I Fucked Your Country, and it's about how I slept my way through Western Europe. So... <laughs> 
going to be a lot of fun. So you can find out details there and anything else that I'm doing on Funky Brown Chick. Oh, I, did not, I did not sleep my way through Western Europe. I'd love to. Uh, Twitter is the best, and I have an underscore in my name. Don't judge. It's at Jen, J-E-N-N, underscore Tisdale, T-I-S-D-A-L-E. All right, I'm. Thank you. I am Sex Nerd Sandra. You can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, all the places at sexnerdsandra.com. I'll be after. Stickers are two bucks. Uh, T shirts are 20 bucks. They're pretty limited, but I've got them here if you want them. And if you want my tote bag, you can try and wrestle it from me if you want. Um, But thank you so much for coming out. I'll be around after. And as we say on the podcast, go team fun! Now leaving Nerdist.com.